Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Streetlights America podcast. I am your host, Daniel Key. It's been a while since we've done a topics-based podcast, and I am genuinely excited but also felt an urgent need to talk about this particular subject. God willing, I will be putting out more of these in the future. I know the Daily Audio Bible has become very popular and a lot of people are listening to it, but I do feel that there's a lot of stuff that needs to be addressed head-on, topic by topic, which we will be doing more of that in the future. However, today we're not focused so much on our production here. No, what we're focused on is what we often call yielding fruit. Some would say it's the fruit of the Spirit. For me, I feel like yielding fruit is more or less about what you give out into the world. So what, so what I mean by the church yielding fruit is that are we a church that loves on our enemies, pray for those who persecute us? Do we love on each other the way God wants us to love on each other? Uh, are we putting things out there in the world that are false doctrines? Are we showing people that the love of God is real? Are we being real Christians is the thing. Not necessarily legalistic, but are we living a life that God has called us to live? It doesn't really matter what level of your walk you're in. I mean, if you're new to the faith, I'm not hitting on you guys so much. I'm mostly hitting on the people who've been in this in years, go to church every Sunday, they think they have their act together, and I'm not I'm not hating on anybody here, okay? But this is something that has been bugging me like crazy over the last several weeks, months. So with the world in just pure, utter chaos, the way it's been for the last, like, this year, can we all just agree that this year has been absolutely Mad Max crazy? I mean, it's it has it's been nonstop pointing fingers or just crazy stuff going on globally. And I feel like... Our church in this generation is just, I feel like we're failing the people that need us the most, to be honest. I just feel like we are not giving out into the world what the Lord has called us to give out into the world. His message of salvation, His grace, to show people the love and mercy that He has shown us. I just don't see that happening anymore. Now, don't get me wrong, I've seen some great things happen the last several months. I have seen God work in incredible ways. But as far as the church, as the body of Christ is concerned, I'm really concerned that we are not putting out what this desperate generation needs. So quickly, I'm going to read John 15, verses 5 through 8. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them up and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done to you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples." So what's important in this day and age is that we absolutely have to be sure that the lives we live are really tapped in to the Word of God, and more specifically, to the Holy Spirit. I struggle with this. 
but I have to address this because I feel like it's something we're all struggling with at this time. If we are not tied in with the Spirit of God, if we are not living like He is the one in control, nothing that we put out is going to be good. Let me put it to you this way. In a way, everybody bears fruit in this world, but not, a, but not everyone bears fruit for the kingdom of God. And the kind of fruit we bear is very telling of what's in our hearts, what is important to us, what we put priorities on, how we feel about other people, how we feel about God's word in general, if we take it for granted, or if we just use it as a get-out-of-jail-free card. In God's grace, he has set us free from our sin, but that doesn't mean that we keep this thing to ourselves or use it to try to bear bad fruit for our own selfish gain. Matthew 7, verses 15 through 20 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Our actions are very telling. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, conservative or progressive, your actions and how your faith plays into your life is going to be very telling of how you feel not just about the Lord, but those around you. Because regardless of all of our personal positions, regardless of everything we stand for, our duty as Christians, first and foremost, is to be there for those who have not heard the gospel who have not received the grace. God put us here as ambassadors, and ambassadors need to be able to represent the kingdom of God faithfully. Unfortunately, though, this whole thing of terrible fruit or even just outright fruitlessness has been a problem for years. Even during the time when Jesus walked the earth, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the ones who were, as I like to put it, the church of that time, they were failing the people because they were more into the legal law about it and less about trying to help people find actual salvation. And more importantly, they failed to see that the Messiah was coming when he was right there in front of their face. John the Baptist had something to say to them in Matthew 3 verses 7 through 8. He said this, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Now, I need to hit on this really quick because verse 8 kind of makes it sound like you have to do good works to earn salvation. That's not necessarily what that means. It means that your fruits should be a sign of your true repentance. If you're not repented in your heart from your sins, you're not going to bear fruits that are worthy of that. It is important for us to be repentant in our hearts and to be willing to go forward and do whatever it is the Lord has called us to do. That is how we bear good fruit. And the good news is, 
It's not hopeless. We have a God who is full of grace, full of mercy. And his grace is renewed every morning for us. We, the church, have an opportunity, unlike most of the world, where we can basically start every day like it's a new day and be ready to do good things for the word of God. And the good news is, even in times where we are falling short, God doesn't just throw us to the side. Jesus told this parable in Luke 13, 6, in Luke 13 verses 6 through 9. He says this, He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, good. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. Now here's something to consider about this parable. That tree, that's us. That is us. We're supposed to be tied into the vine, but we're not tied in. We're not producing fruit. It's just as easy for the Lord to root us up. But in God's grace, he always gives us a second chance. He will dig a trench around us and fertilize us. Now, here's a little something to consider. Fertilizing is not always pleasant. Especially back in that day, that fertilizer would have been some dung. Probably would have been from cattle, mule, horse, whatever they had. And yet that disgust that goes into that root is a chance for the church to grow. What I want to get off of that is that we are in the most messed up time in history as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I mean, there have been worse times in histories, absolutely. I mean, there are some times in history that have been absolutely horrid. But as far as the condition of the church and the condition of the world simultaneously, uh, I think we're in a time where we are being fertilized. If anything... This stuff that's going on in the world should be creating a desire in our hearts to truly reach out to these people, these people that need us, and spend less time sitting on the sideline because right now the Lord is putting on our hearts and in our grasps the opportunity to actually bear a tremendous fruit, to bring in a tremendous harvest. Whether it's the end of days or not, I don't care. God is giving us an opportunity unlike anything before. It is time for us to seize that and accept that fertilizer, as disgusting as it may be, and start building strong branches and yield good fruit. And so, for some of us, we have been saved and we all have this desire in our hearts to actually yield good fruit. But there's still some of us who have to be pruned. Like, not all of us are just terrible trees that aren't producing. Some of us are just worn out, shot out people that God needs to come through and prune our hearts and prune the branches within that we can yield good fruit. I believe myself to be one of those people because I go through these ridiculous phases where I feel like, yay, it's time to go out and do great things for the Lord. And then there are times where I'm like, I really don't want to deal with this at all because this and that and this and that, this excuse, that excuse. I, I will confess to all of you that I'm one of those who 
as far as I can tell, I have a lot of pruning that needs to be done. And the Lord will do that if you let him. If you will let him into your heart and let him do his work, he will help you sort out the messes that are in front of you and sort out the desires of your heart and prune out the things that are just going to get in the way of his kingdom and ultimately get in the way of you. So I'm going to backtrack to John 15. And this time we're starting in verse 1 and going to verse 4. Jesus said this, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. It's important for us to truly be abiding in the Lord. And backtracking a little bit to verse 2, where Jesus says his Father prunes every branch that bears fruit so it can bear more. It should be the desire of your heart. It should be your desire for the Lord to have all the dead branches removed from you. And then every branch in you that the Lord has put there to bear fruit, let him prune that. It's not always comfortable. I mean, I think of a plant had brain cells and could communicate. It probably complained every time uh, the vine dresser came through and cleaned it up. But the result of every single pruning of a tree, of especially fruit-bearing trees and fruit-bearing vines, the result is always, I mean always, better fruit. Bigger, juicier, fuller fruit. The kind of fruit that people pay good money for at a grocery store. In our hearts, that should be the fruit we want to give. We need to be able to give something that is wholesome, something that is full of the Spirit, something that is genuine and real, not necessarily packaged, but yielded for the kingdom of God. This day and age, this church, I feel has the biggest responsibility in the history of the world. I honestly feel like we're getting closer to the Lord coming. Might be 100 years, might be 20 years, I don't know. But regardless, it is our calling to reach out to those that we can. It is our calling to yield fruit that show that we are truly redeemed and saved. And that they can be too. For that to work, it is important for us to draw closer to the Lord, unlike we have ever been before. Colossians 1 verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of the Lord. This world right now needs spiritual fruit, unlike ever before. The United States, Europe, China, Russia, South Africa, Egypt, Middle East, we need the Spirit of God to be born again in us. And we need to start producing fruit. We are being fertilized in this generation. The turmoil around us is an opportunity to really reach out for those who need us. I pray that 
that it'll be the desire of all our hearts to not just to not just want to live in grace, but to share that grace. It's easier said than done. I agree. But in the end, all I want, above all, is to be able to say to the Lord, I have done my best. And I want to do that by yielding the fruit that he has called me to yield. I resolve to give God everything I have left. And I hope you all feel the same way. And that you'll make it not just a desire, but your goal. To live like the Lord will use you every day. And that will conclude today's episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And please, please pray for those around you in this time of chaos. Beef with those who need you in this time of chaos. And let the Spirit of the Lord move in your heart and lead you forward. As always, thank you so much for listening. May God bless you.